Hello and welcome to the world-famous Driving You Crazy podcast. This is the show where we talk about all things transportation, anything that gets you from here to there. I'm the traffic anchor and the transportation reporter for Denver 7 News. And if you would like to get a hold of me, you sure can. Uh, you can either reach through the radio and grab it, uh, grab me, uh, grab, <laughs> grab something. I guess you're not reading, re- reaching through the radio. Uh, you'd be reaching through your phone uh, or your computer or whatever. Anyway, all the contact links are in the description of this show. Uh, if you would like to uh, call the listener hotline, that phone number is 303-832-0217. One question I get uh, all the time, especially this time of year, is do I need different tires or special snow tires to drive my new electric vehicle in the snow. And I, I always say that good tires are probably the most important part of being prepared for winter driving. But but do you need special tires for an EV, not just in the winter, but any time of year? Well, to answer that question and many more is TJ Campbell. TJ is the tire information and testing manager for the website Tire Rack, and you can find them at tirerack.com. TJ, thanks for being here on the world famous Driving Your Crazy podcast. Jason, you're very welcome, and I'm happy to be here. All right, so before we get into the EV tires and other questions uh, about that sort of stuff, tell me uh, how you found yourself as the tire testing manager at Tire Rack. Did you always dream when you were a kid of working with tires? <laughs> you know, that's an interesting question. Um, as, as improbable as it sounds, I knew I wanted this position before I even started at Tire Rack. Um, Tire Rack has been an enthusiast company. It's kind of in my backyard. I grew up in the South Bend area where Tire Rack's located, and I've been an enthusiast my entire life. I started out autocrossing, then moved into track days. So I was buying products from Tire Rack long before I ever even dreamed of working here. You know, even in high school, I was buying products from Tire Rack. So when an opportunity opened up after college, I kind of got my foot in the door and worked my way up through several positions. And now I'm fortunate enough to be, uh, you know, kind of the tire testing and information guy here. Yeah. And the way that tire technology has has changed, and I'm sure you know, following it for as long as you have over the years, the materials change, the technology change. I'm sure there's always something new to learn about the tire industry. Certainly, it is nonstop. Uh, I know for the average everyday consumer, tires kind of seem like a, a constant, something that just the, they're always there, um, always have been there. Uh, but no, there is a lot of, uh, of you know, revolutionary um, product technology that's making its way between uh, compounding the actual materials that are used and uh, machinery that they use in the manufacturing plants, uh, you know, new mixers that are coming online, uh, new, you know, low rolling resistance or more sustainable materials. Uh, it, it's in a constant state of change. I always thought, TJ, that it, we should make roads out of rubber and then make tires out of uh, harder rubber or concrete or whatever. So that way you're, you, they can replace the road and not your tire. <laughs> right. And, you know, rubber infused uh, asphalt is something yeah. that uh, is beginning to make inroads, so to speak, um, on, uh, you know, in in the United States today. And they have those tires now. I've seen them. They're, they're basically like no inflation tire. They're just almost like a tread that can hold its shape uh, and hold quite a bit of weight, which which seems like it's a revolutionary product. Right. Yes. Non-pneumatic tires is what those are called. There are other uh, certain marketing names for them that each individual manufacturer has. But yes, that's something that, you know, it, it kind of comes and goes. Uh, it's you'll hear something about it, you know, from this manufacturer and there's this flurry of info and then it just kind of dies out again. 
Uh, I am happy to see that they're making inroads in, um, you know, in turf applications for for commercial lawnmowers, uh, also skid steer applications, often use non-pneumatic tires, and maybe someday in the in the future, uh, we, we might see some on commercial vehicle, or I'm sorry, uh, passenger vehicle applications. Well, it's not good for business if you, if you make a, a product that that's good for an, an entire lifetime and then nobody needs to buy your product again. <laughs> well, we are happy to get the right tire for the right person. So yeah. whatever that means, we're, we're right. happy to supply it. My guest is TJ Campbell. He's the information and testing manager for Tire Rack. You can find him at TireRack.com. All right, let's get to the question at hand. Now, the question, uh, do you really need EV-specific tires, is it's large. And so maybe we should break this down into several pieces as we talk about this, and we'll talk about all those pieces in a bit. But but you maybe do you want to address just that overall general sense, big question, do we need EV-specific tires? Oh, goodness, you're right. It's, it's, it's nebulous. It's huge. It's, it's multifaceted. Uh, and it's, it's a cop-out, but the answer is maybe. <laughs> you know, what are your priorities? What is most important to you? For your EV, uh, you know, a lot of EV drivers they commute, you know, it's like thirty miles each way every day, and then they plug it in at night, and the battery's at whatever you know they set their maximum state of charge to the next morning, so they never run into range issues. Yeah. Then other drivers, uh, I know one specifically that that we sort of work with, he maxes out his battery life every day if. If he, you know, deviates from his normal schedule, or if he puts tires on the vehicle that severely, or not even severely, but that significantly, I'll say, alter his his vehicle's range, it's going to be a problem for him. Um, and of course, then there's everything in between as well. So it really it depends on what your priorities are. All right, let's get into some of that stuff because the original the original tires. I, I have a Chevy Volt, and so it, it, it's an EV with the generator in the front. And the original tires were the Goodyear Assurance Fuel Max, and 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 there it's a fine all season tire, but it wasn't designed for really great snow handling or rain handling. It it was made to extend the range of the charge and give me better mileage uh, over the over the life of of the of the tires. Are we still seeing that technique with EV? manufacturers are they putting on tires or is the original oem tires that are coming on these cars designed for longer range better or more than better traction that is often the case yes it's it's very common uh, like i said you know tire technology is constantly changing but all of those old trade-offs still exist and you hit the nail right on the head range most of the time is going to be, you know, counterproductive to wet traction, to wintertime traction. Uh, so those are the two very common trade-offs that we see on tires that are designed for electric vehicles or hybrids or even, uh, you know, small economy internal combustion engine vehicles. Uh, you know, they're designed for for efficiency and they tend to sacrifice the, the traction portion of the equation. How much range could I be losing if I didn't get those assurance max? If I if I didn't get a a tire that was designed specifically for distance, and I got one that was designed more for traction over mileage, how much range would I be losing? It of course it depends on the tire, 
the biggest difference that we've seen from new tire A to new tire B was about 11% in, in efficiency and 11% drop in efficiency. That's interesting because I, 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 I didn't think it was going to be even that much. I, I was thinking it was going to be under 5% really for the most part. Right. And that was comparing uh, the original equipment, Tesla tires, to a very, very traction-focused replacement market tire. Um, it's it's one that we chose specifically because uh, it's one of the the tires that stood out as we kind of hear some grumblings here and there, you know, um, from from consumers that hey, my my fuel economy dropped or my range dropped. Uh, so we we definitely chose that one specifically to kind of represent the. Um, I won't say worst case scenario, but one that just kind of stood out as, "Hey, we we bet we're going to see a difference here." Um, so yeah, other other tires we've we've experienced uh, significantly less than that. Even some are negligible differences from the OE, you know, efficiency focused right. tire compared to just a replacement market tire that wasn't even engineered for for EVs from you know from day one. My guest is TJ Campbell, Information and Testing Manager for Tire Rack. We're talking about tires specifically for EVs, but also in general as well. Let's say I, I need new tires on my electric vehicle, or, or I just want new tires because I don't like the way the original tires are handling. Should I shop for tires that do get the best range, or would it be better for me, even knowing that I might lose up to 11% of range, to get just the best traction tires? Honestly, that's key for me is the, the traction. It's, you know, range is a, a, a nice thing. Um, it's, you know, it's good for the environment. It's good for consumers' pocketbooks or wallets, uh, you know, but traction is safety. You know, traction is, in my world, the most important thing. Uh, you know, I am a winter tire in the winter, summer tire in the summer kind of guy because I want the, the maximum traction and therefore you know safety uh, in each specific scenario um, so of course everybody's situation is different but yes i personally would recommend going for a more traction focused tire as opposed to one that kind of uh, you know sacrifices all on the altar of, of efficiency or range and, and could it be the same vein if i have a tesla and i and i don't care as much about the mileage and I want really good uh, tires that maybe I, I live in Phoenix and I'm not worried about snow or, or ice or, or even rain for that matter. And I want something that really handles well around the curves. Is that okay to get onto my EV? Maybe get something that's a little bit wider that can uh, handle uh, driving performance better? Uh, yes, actually. Um, it's a lot of the uh, you know Tesla performance models have performance summer tires as their original equipment you know tires that come on the vehicle and we've tested several of those we've tested some aftermarket uh you know performance summer tires and a lot of them are surprisingly efficient you know most people when they think of a, a performance tire they think oh it's this you know this soft you know sticky rubber compound that's just really going to kill your uh you know kill your your range uh and that's not necessarily the case um you know it doesn't work quite as as simply as we tend to um you know tend to think it does um, so yes there are a lot of efficient uh performance tires that handle very nicely but really, in reality, I guess it, you can put any tire 
on all just any car doesn't matter if it's a ev or an ice car that, that really if i if i want a tire i can put it on there right if it's a pirelli or a or whatever i can put it on my ev and as long as it fits and it has the correct speed and load values it it i can just put anything i want on my car i mean yes that that is true um like you said of course make sure it meets the load it meets the speed rating uh, a lot of evs have um, high uh, placard inflation pressures and so just make sure that the tire is is rated for the inflation um but but yes to to put it i'll say very simply yes and we you know we state that in that the test video that we recently did that technically if you really want to get down to it yeah as long as it meets those basic requirements you can put any tire on an EV. And and when I'm shopping for a tire, let's say it's with you guys at, at Tire Rack, uh, do you have specific uh, indications on your website or when I'm browsing for different tires saying this is specifically made for EVs or this will fit your car, that, that sort of thing? is? Do you have it segmented for EV use or for any car use? We absolutely do. If you shop by year, make, and model, it will give you, you know, all of the tires that we offer that are applicable for your vehicle. And then we have a section of filters where you can choose, yes, I want an EV-focused tire, and it will give you only those. Or you can filter by brand or performance category. Or, you know, I only want tires that have the uh, the sound-absorbing foam adhered to the inner liner of the tire. Uh, you can You can filter by all of those options. Yeah, I want to talk about the sound aspect in just a second, but but as you as you mentioned just a little bit ago, the the weight of these vehicles can be different than a comparable uh, ice engine car, and so does the weight of the EV affect really what kind of tires I should be putting on the car? It, I mean, it does. the 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 weight of the vehicle, the you know, kind of instantaneous torque that they have, um, those things affect wear. Um, so a tire that was engineered from the very beginning to deal with those kinds of stresses, um, we would at least like to believe, uh, should live up to that or, you know, provide longer life in those kinds of scenarios than a tire that that wasn't even part of its development consideration. Um, is that always the case? No, of course not. You know, some things accomplish their goals better than others do. Uh, but in general, yes, it's it, it would likely be beneficial uh, from a wear aspect. Now, in terms of simply carrying the load of the vehicle, if the replacement tire matches the the load index of the tire that came on the vehicle, then you know it meets that load, uh, that minimum load requirement. Um, some EVs, because of of course, everything's driven by fashion because fashion now dictates, you know, these huge wheels, you know, 20s, 21s, 22s, and you can't lift the vehicle. It's got to be low and sleek and aerodynamic. So you've got about, you know, this much space for the actual tire itself in the wheel well. And the load carrying capacity of the tire is determined by how much air you can fit in it. So this little tiny air chamber, uh, they've actually, um, there is a new, it's nothing's new in the tire industry, of course, but there's a newly publicized uh, load range uh, called HL, so heavy load or high load um, that, you know, it carries at the same inflation pressure, it's rated to carry more weight than even the old extra load tires or the existing extra load tires were. Um, so there are some 
uh, like the Lucid Air, for example, is the first one that comes to mind. Also, one of the Rivian uh, truck tire sizes requires that HL tire. So in that instance, you have to have one of those. Otherwise, your tires are overloaded and it's a dangerous situation. Yeah, because some of those, especially the trucks, they're carrying so much battery in them now. They do. Yes. They they are just so heavy and and they perform differently. If I have a Lightning or if I have an irregular F-150, they perform differently because of the different... It, it's it's just really interesting to see them drive and, and how they drive because of the weight difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, absolutely. It is, you know, just we have, as you know, we have um, Tesla Model 3 performance test vehicles and just the difference in driving those versus the other, you know, the internal combustion engine powered test cars that we have in our fleet it is such a different driving experience. And so, of course, the tires are experiencing what they are experiencing is very different from from one vehicle to the other. Yeah, my guest is TJ Campbell. He's the Information and Testing Manager for Tire Rack. You can find them at TireRack.com. Do the tires wear differently on an EV compared to an ICE car? Is is there really a different wear, or is it all about the style or the type of tire that wears at a certain range, doesn't matter what kind of vehicle it's on. Well, there's there's definitely a difference in wear, and it's not necessarily that EV tires wear faster than non-EV tires. It's that any tire you put on an EV is going to wear faster than if that tire were installed on an equivalent or a comparable uh, ICE vehicle. You have, as we discussed, that massive weight from, from the batteries that is low in the body, uh, creates a really low center of gravity, lots of lateral force uh, you know, that creates a lot of lateral force. There's the instant torque. There is the change in driving habits that sometimes you notice, sometimes you don't. People get accustomed to that just oof, off I go as soon as you know this effortless just rush of, of power um, and that changes driving habits. Uh, a lot of times these EVs are you know four or five, six thousand pound vehicles that are marketed as performance vehicles so they are set up to drive to handle like a sports sedan that requires some wizardry in terms of you know alignment specifications uh you know that that definitely don't focus on where they focus more on the handling aspect um, so yes all of these things uh they kind of combine to um, create what the tire industry says is about a 20 percent decrease in wear or, or the wear is about 20 percent worse on an EV than it would be on a comparable ICE vehicle. And that's probably one of the more expensive parts of maintaining a vehicle because I know for my Chevy Volt, the, the maintenance on it is is basically minimal except for replacing tires. And I've replaced them with some Pirellis. I've gone to some Continentals. I've tried different types of tires. And you're right, they all do perform a little bit differently every time I put them on there. Yes, they do. We're we are learning that uh, tires and wiper blades are what you know EV owners are are focusing on because, like you said, the the rest of the maintenance is essentially negligible. So uh, you have to you have to worry about something, right? right <laughs> so right, yeah, right. You, you focus on the things that that now you need yeah. repla- to replace more regularly. Well, what if I go the opposite way? Let's say I have just a regular old Toyota Corolla, a gas powered Corolla. And, and I and I think that I want to get better gas mileage out of it. Could I put EV specific tires on my gas powered Corolla, and 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 would it help me get better gas mileage? You could, and there's a chance that it would, or it's a strong probability that it would 
uh, improve your your fuel efficiency. If it's a tire that say you know we've tested and we've demonstrated that on the EVs it increases your range or, or it, it is at least a an efficient tire, you would experience that in an internal combustion engine vehicle as well. But because the um, total energy loss of the vehicle as a system uh, is so much greater um, in an internal combustion engine car because it is so less so much less efficient overall that change in rolling resistance is a smaller percentage of the total energy consumed by the vehicle so you won't see as drastic a change in an ice car as you would in an ev um, and that's one of the reasons that the tire manufacturers and the the media and the vehicle manufacturers are all um, you know kind of all in on this, um, you know, oh, efficient tires, low rolling resistance tires, um, because the, the the difference in tires is more profound, more pronounced uh, on an EV than on a on an ICE right. vehicle. Right, uh, and and it's it's interesting uh, that that somebody would because somebody actually mentioned that to me. That's why I was I was thinking about it uh, that they thought they were going to get better gas mileage because of it, but. Um, it, it, yeah, it, but like you said, the EVs are so much more efficient. That's why it would help them on a longer term basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, I, w- I want to talk about, uh, winter driving in just a second, but, uh, we, we ma- briefly mentioned, uh, the ride of an EV. It, they are, they are traditionally much quieter because mm-hmm. they don't have the engine. You can't hear them going. So, you can hear more of the wind noise. I, I notice that in, in my car and I can also notice more of the tire noise. So the, is the tire mo- noise, I suppose, more important to an EV driver than a regular ice driver? I would say so. It's just like we, you know, we just mentioned that, uh, you know, people start worrying about wiper blades, which you'd never thought you would before uh, without the, the, you know, the clatter of an internal combustion engine to mask tire noise you notice it more and drivers start worrying about things that they hadn't worried about before because they weren't as prominent before. Um, so yes, noise is, uh, a, a common, you know, high level of concern attribute for electric vehicle drivers and the tire manufacturers, uh, use all kinds of, you know, little tricks to, to try to help with that. Um, like we mentioned earlier, there's, uh, a lot of EV tires have foam, the sound absorbing layer of foam adhered to the inner liner. They will change tread patterns, just make little tweaks that, um, you know, alter the sound to, uh, help cancel out, you know, to, to make the frequencies help cancel each other out. Um, but like we discussed before, there's always trade-offs. And so maybe, uh, you know, when they use this tread pattern for internal combustion engine, they use, you know, pattern A uh, because it's more traction focused. And then they make some small changes to it for noise, but maybe, not always, but maybe that maybe that hurts grip in wet conditions or in wintry conditions. Um, so again, like I said, there's just, there are always trade-offs. And and are, are is, is it wise or, or do the manufacturers make tires for specific regions of the country in the pacific north northwest we always know that it's it's mostly just rainy and wet all the time obviously where i am in the in colorado you get you get snow during the winter time and you see a lot of it um in in the south e or southeast southwest you're not going to see as much or at least definitely in the southwest you're not going to see as much either rain or snow you're going to see more dry conditions so do, do the manufacturers know these different areas and then make and or market 
specific tires for those parts of the country? Not really. And the North American market for that reason has always been rather problematic for the tire manufacturers. You know, they, they will, they will make tires that they sell in most other regions of the world that they don't even bother bringing here um, because of our expectations, because of our driving styles, because of the, um, the amount of the, the mileage, the, the, you know, the tread life that, that consumers expect. Um, since it is, since we do have such a, a large and diverse country, um, you know, in terms of topography and, and weather and all of that, uh, it's, it's a tough nut to crack. Um, there are now uh, becoming more popular tires uh, that are all season tires, but have the Three Peak Mountain Snowflake, you know, severe so severe snow service certification that are those are hitting the market uh, with regular, you know, uh, regularity, huh? um, <laughs> rapidly hitting the market. <laughs> um, and the tire manufacturers are having a little bit of um, difficulty, I'll say, to determine whether, hey, do we market these types of tires in the South or should we call this, you know, kind of a regional tire? Uh, and our stance is you should make a tire that's good no matter where you sell it. Uh, and if these happen to have better snow traction than others, that doesn't mean it's only a northern state tire. If it's good, it should be good everywhere. I, so. And I'll talk about snow more in just a second. Uh, some people, and you were talking about regional areas, you know, some people in, in Texas, they might like to have a truck uh, and lift it up. And, and now let's say they get a new Ford Lightning and they, they like to lift up their truck and have those really big wheels and then put really big tires on that. Is that something wise for EV drivers, especially the truck users? You, you talked about Rivian earlier. Uh, those, a lot of those truck owners like to have the bigger t wheels and tires that look cool. Um, is it just a style difference or is it something that they should really be thinking more about when they're putting a, a bigger tire on an electric truck? You're likely to hurt your efficiency um, by moving to that, that larger, you know, generally higher rolling resistance. If you move into, you know, all train or, or max traction, you know, MT type tires. Uh, also, a lot of the EV trucks have air suspension, which uh, I, uh, I'm not a, a vehicle engineer, so I'm, I'm not sure what you can do as far as lifting and making more room. Um, the, the aftermarket, of course, will find a way because that's what the aftermarket does. Um, but you're just know you are highly likely to hurt your, uh, your efficiency, your range, uh, if you do that. Um, so again, what's your priority? Right. Uh, it, it, one difference I noticed right away when it started snowing and, and, and in the slippery conditions with, with my, with my EV is that I had to make sure that I take off when I'm, when I'm at a stop a lot slower from a start because the car has, has so much more torque, uh, than the ice car. So I would slide a little bit more. Also, if I, if I get stuck, then, uh, you know, a lot of folks will be rocking or they'll just hit the gas, right? And you can, and you can hear the engine revving. You can hear that sound and that translates that my tires must be spinning like crazy. Well, if you don't have an engine, you don't hear the revving and you don't know that your tires are spinning like crazy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, you know, just things that we that we don't generally think about uh, more mass, like we talked about, and sometimes more speed uh, equals further into yeah. <laughs> that, that snowbank that you're then right. trying to make your way out of. Um, so, yes, the uh, higher traction definitely plays a benefit with the the more torque the more weight um so i absolutely would recommend you know winter tires yeah. during the winter seasons for an electric vehicle yeah it is a, just a different driving style that i found so and 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 
a lot of people here do put on specific. They have two sets of tires, and they keep them in a locker or you know all those storage areas. And they will take their winter tires and put them on in the winter. Some people put on the studded tires, and then of course they leave them on all the time, which is dumb. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> is, is yeah. there really a difference between getting a specific snow winter tire and just getting a regular all season? performance tire that i can just leave on the car and forget about it it is unbelievable the difference we we always wish that we could get every driver to experience the difference firsthand because you know words tend to not do it justice just the the difference in in capability and reduced stress and reduced driving times um, it is it's worlds apart. Even the you know best all season tires still aren't to the point where they can compete with the worst winter tires uh, in terms of, of course, snow traction, but also um, ice, slush, uh, just cold, wet, freezing temperatures, that sort of thing. Um, and you know, if you get into one of the one of the premium, you know, studless ice and snow as as we label them, um, you know, winter tires, it's uh, it's it's world changing. And you know, with with EVs, um, especially, uh, I know the Bolt's front wheel drive, but there are a lot of all wheel drive EVs because they just put a motor on each axle or at each corner. Um, but with that and with uh, with the way they can, um, you know, moderate traction per corner just very precisely, they have a tendency to get going very, very easily. Um, so you don't think anything of it uh, until it's time to slow down. And then you've got this speed, you have this mass with all the momentum uh, and, and, you know, just having that that extra safety net of the winter tires. Uh, it's, um, you know, it's the difference between making it home without incident or possibly not. Yeah. I say it all the time on television is that, yeah, your car might have four wheel drive, but it doesn't have four wheel stop. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's no different than anybody else's in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. But, but what if I don't have the, the money? If I, I mean, obviously money is tight now. Inflation is crazy. If I don't have the money to buy four new sets of, of wheels and then specific tires to go on those wheels and, and then pay for a place to store them. Honestly, that's something that comes up a lot. And when your non-winter tires aren't being used, they sit they're not getting miles, they're not getting wear. And similarly, when your winter tires aren't on the vehicle, they, they sit, they're not getting mileage, they're not getting wear, they're not experiencing wear. Um, so, you know, we've done kind of the math and over, um, you know, the average life expectancy of, of two sets of tires, whether that's two tires, two sets that you run year round or two sets of tires, you know, alternating season, it comes out to be very, very close. Um, of course, it, it varies based on do you get, you know, steel wheels or inexpensive alloy wheels or do you have to have, you know, the, the premium BBS wheels for your winter package? Uh, like all things, there can be scope creep. Um, but in general, uh, it's not that much difference in price, alternating tires. And you also have to think about how much is the deductible on, you know, your, your insurance. If you get, you know, in one fender bender, uh, that totally negates all of that savings that you that you thought you had um, by trying to run one single set of tires year-round. Uh, I see so many people around Metro Denver driving on studded tires when it seems like it's overkill. I unless you're driving maybe in Alaska or our Colorado mountains all the time, are, are studded tires just too much? You know, interestingly, um, studless tires were designed to provide the traction of a studded tire without 
the damage, the road damage of, or just, and all the trade-offs of studs, of, of metal studs. In our testing, we've compared, it was maybe 10 years ago was the first time, and then five years ago, and then just two years ago, we did the test again, because, you know, as technology changes, like I said, we just have to keep, you know, make sure that what we're saying is still accurate. And every time we have compared good premium studless tires to studded tires, these studless tires have had better traction in the wet, in the dry, on the ice, in the snow, on our snow handling track. Um, you know, studded tires, uh, like you said, climbing, uh, climbing mountains, climbing hills, that kind of thing, uh, because they can, you know, dig in a little bit more in that kind of one scenario, maybe they have an advantage, um, maybe. But for 99.9% .9 of the time, the winter conditions that you're going to experience, a good studless ice and snow tire is superior to a studded winter tire. And, and on dry roads, it sounds like a fleet of horses that are coming down the road. <laughs> I mean, they're loud. Absolutely. Oh, it's, oh. and just the dust that oh, it yeah, creates, yeah. like you can just, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. For sure. hey, don't you guys have, have like a comparison guide uh, on your website, tireact.com that, that helps me pick out or compare different tires. So if I'm confused or, or looking for one next to another, don't you have some kind of a guide that helps me with that? Absolutely. We actually have what I would consider to be several options for that. If you uh, if you want to nerd out and look at our expert reviews, yes, we have every tire that we test, we publish a report, we create a video for it so you can learn what, uh, you know, what, what we the experts think. We also have um, consumer surveys. So we have ratings charts that are solely based on consumer supplied data. Uh, we don't mess with those in any way. We don't, you know, weight something because we make more profit or anything like that. Like it is purely crowdsourced information. And then we also have what I think you were getting at earlier is our tire decision guide, okay. where it's, hey, I just want to, to shop, get a, a good recommendation, or actually three good recommendations is what it provides. Um, so you just enter in your year making, I'm sorry, year making model, uh, answer a couple questions about your driving style, about what's important to you as a driver, and bam, it gives you, like I said, three top picks that you'll be anyone is a safe option, you know, kind of an easy button choice for a driver. And then I buy it from you guys. And I think you were one of the first companies, online companies that then send the tire to a local ma uh, uh, tire installer that for a small fee, then they, they put it on your car, right? Correct. Yep. We have a, a um, you know, network. There's the word I'm looking for. We have a network of recommended installers around the country. We also have mobile tire installation in many metro areas. Uh, Denver is one of them. So um, you can have, you know, the, the Tire Rack branded truck come out while you're here at the office or while you're at the gym or even at home, um, you know, whatever, whatever is convenient for you. And they will uh, perform the installation for you there while you wait. Wow. How do they do the balance then? Do they have that in the truck? They do. They have they have a balancing machine in the. It's oh, you know wow. like a, a sprinter style van, oh, okay. um, and they have they have the mounting and balancing equipment in the van, uh, so they do it all right there for you. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty nifty. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> well, TJ, yeah, this has been a, a wealth of knowledge. I, I appreciate your time, TJ Campbell, the information and testing manager for Tire Rack. Uh, hey, thanks for all your expertise, and uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see how tire technology. I'm sure it'll change in the next, what, two years, five years? Is there anything in the future that you're looking forward to in tire technology that uh, would really make your uh, ears perk up? 
connected tires uh, with more EVs, more autonomous technology being incorporated into vehicles. Um, the tires have to communicate with, with the vehicle so you know they can work best together. Uh, so there are absolutely tires on the market today that have sensors embedded in them that will communicate with the, uh, you know, the, the software system of the vehicle. Uh, so that's definitely out there. Uh, you touched on it earlier, non-pneumatic tires. Um, I don't know if you could tell, but I, I really hope that they find a way to get those in the market uh, pretty soon. Um, and then just the continual evolution of, like I mentioned before, you know, compounding and materials and you know, tread designs. Um, all those things are of great interest and we're absolutely keeping our eyes on them. Cool stuff. Awesome. Well, TJ, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Jason. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. The thing I love most about this show is that even though I think I know a lot about something, there is always more to learn. And now I know so much more about tires. <laughs> like I said, the good year tires that I first had on, on my car were fine. Not great in the snow. So I was always looking for something else. And I, then I bought some Pirelli's uh, because they were on sale at Sam's and they were touted to be pretty good in all weather conditions, especially the snow. They were not the greatest. They were okay. I now have some Continentals on there. Again, they are okay. They feel a little spongy, almost like they drift a little bit, the slightest bit from time to time. Um, it, it, it always takes me a bit of time to get used to new tires. And so far, I've not been happy with any of the new tires that I put on my car. And I have some time before I need new ones again. And I'm sure when I go out shopping, I'll go look for some tires and I'll do the comparison shopping, uh, whether it's on Tire Rack or somewhere else. And then I'm going to try something else and I'm sure I will not be happy with it. Yay! <laughs> oh, that's just me. Well, anyway, thanks for, <laughs> for being here. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm Jason Luber, the Traffic Guy. Be safe and as always, happy motoring.